Uncensored, the truth about money. Hello, greetings everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome, welcome to episode two. <laughs> episode number two of um, Uncensored, the truth about money. So last week we spoke about um, how to deal with debt, you know, and there's quite a lot, you know, um, people, different people, like we have, we all have debt one way or another. So today we decided to dive in a little bit deeper and just fix our attention on car financing, you know, um, I mean, it's quite common now everyone wants to own a car everybody wants to own a vehicle you know and it's not it's not everybody that that buys the car cash you know and so there are quite a lot of things and a lot of dynamics to it um and unfortunately i don't know if <laughs> i don't know if it's it's just me or like we do not do our research you know i don't know what what happens like we do not and as, as, as Tommy said last week, is that these things are available on the net everywhere, you know? And that's where these, um, that's where these institutions get us the most, Goma terms and conditions, you know, because we, we don't read, like we get too excited, you know? So today we want to dive into that and sort of explore that, that, that topic. So today's topic is obviously the truth about vehicle financing. And as per usual, I'm not alone. I'm with Pratamza, our financial expert. Pratamza, Fide? Yes, I'm Grand, right? Ah, no, all good, man. All good. Can't complain, my brother. Good to be here. Sure, sure. So we literally have 10 minutes to, to deal with this elephant in the room. 10 minutes. <laughs> mm. Not enough time, right? <laughs> Yeah, we'll try. We'll we'll try cover what we can, and you know, in 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 the time that we have. But as we had made mention last week, as all that, you know, people still need to do their own research, get clued up, and yeah, man, um, get wiser in terms of financing. Sure, definitely. So let's get right into it, right? First things first. Mm. My question is: Which is the best, buying a car through a private seller or a dealership? Right, so that's a good question. So I think with, with, with this question, right, the first thing that we need to consider is your budget. Um, private dealerships or private sellers, um, they tend to be more cheaper than your, than your dealerships, right? Um, as well as like if I'm buying something privately, I'm able to negotiate the price. So for example, there's a Golf 5 GTI, um, you know, selling for a hundred thousand rand by a private seller and hundred thousand rand by a, a dealership. So with a private seller, I'm able to basically, you know, negotiate to a lower amount, you know, depending on my negotiation skills, um, you know, obviously looking at, to, at the condition of the car and so forth. Right. And it's much more easier um, to buy a car that way because it's, it's, it's more on a trust basis. Whereas with mm. a with a dealership, so dealerships obviously tend to be higher because um, you can imagine they for the water lies, they're paying for the salesman's commission, they're paying for the for the rent and so forth. So all those costs, you know, they are inclusive in that in that VW GTI that you're going to be buying at that present moment. 
Um, it's much safer though, um, with that said, it's much safer to buy a car you know, through a dealership because of security purposes. So if a car gives you an issue, you know where to run to. And, you know, even the, the, <clears throat> the Consumer Protection Act has also made it a bit easier as well to put more, you know, more rights and value into the owner's hands um, if there's any defaults with the, with the car whatsoever. Whereas with a private seller, we can meet at, let's say, at a shopping center and we finalize our deal then. But, you know, I'd be gone by then. And you get to find that the car probably was in an accident and I didn't declare that to you. Probably was a rebuild or, you know, worst case scenario, it's stolen. Mm -hmm. So my thing is obviously look at your budgets. If you can afford to go to a dealership, um, it's better to do so because even the cars that they buy at dealerships, I mean, that they sell at dealerships, um, they go through a, like a quality inspection. So they get a credit, they are accredited and you get like a 10 point safety uh, measure on that. Yeah. 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 So with, with, okay. So now let's look at, so we're taking the route, the route rather of buying a car through a dealership, right? Um, please explain right. to me, what is the repo rate? I hope I said it right. Yeah. Repo, repo rate, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a repo rate. It's a repo rate, my brother. Yeah. So essentially what a repo rate is, <clears throat> it's set by the, by the Reserve Bank. So the Reserve Bank sets a, so the Reserve Bank, let's put it this way. They like the central bank that lends money to your F&B, Standard Bank, EPSAs, NetBanks, and so forth, right? So they've got their own rate at which they are borrowing money to these to to all these commercial banks um so currently at the moment it's sitting at 3.5 percent so the repo rate basically it's just to regulate the inflation of the country so if the repo rate is higher so let's say now it's sitting at five percent ultimately your banks if you've got a loan or financing through standard bank um the interest rate will obviously be much higher and with that being higher people tend to pay more for that. And people tend not to borrow when the interest rates are higher. So that means that, you know, prices of certain goods will not increase, you know, that whole um, scenario of supply and demand. Mm -hmm. So when the repo rate is higher, um, there's less borrowing. When the repo rate is lower, like how it is now, it, it, um, it encourages people to spend, it encourages people to borrow. So there's more activity going on and even prices of certain items tend to increase because of the demand. So essentially a repo rate is yeah, what, what the Reserve Bank or the Central Bank um, gives an interest rate onto you know, commercial banks. Yeah. So there are two types of interest rates, right? There's the fixed mm -hmm. and the variable. Would you mind just explaining yeah. this a little bit? And um, if, if given the choice, let's say you apply mm. for a vehicle finance, um, for finance, if given the choice, yeah. which one do you think is best to take, fixed or variable? And what, what are the cons and what are the pros and cons um, with that? All right. So the pros, the difference between the two. So with the fixed, you know, it's not like it's broken. Um, a fixed basically <laughs> just means that it does not fluctuate. Sure. So it doesn't go up and down. It stays at that fixed amount at which we had agreed upon with your with your borrower. So if we had, let's say, bought that GTI and we had said that, right, we're going to pay 2,000 Rand, let's say 7%. And 
it's going to be fixed at that 7% until uh, <clears throat> the payment um, term has lapsed. So I'm going to keep on paying the same amount until basically, you know, I finish paying off the car. Sure. Um, whereas with the variable, now that is dependent on the repo rate. So with the variable, if the repo rate goes up, the variable um, is also goes up as well. So oh, if we at that initial okay. stage were paying, let's say, 7% for the GTI, 2,000 Rand every yes. single month, and the repo rate um, now increased, so we'll be now paying, let's say, 3,000 Rand or, you know, 3.5 thousand, 3. you know, for, for that amount. Now, the, the pros of a fixed rate is that obviously it doesn't change depending on what happens in the market. Although they are a bit higher than your variables, um, it does not impact, you know, the, the, the <clears throat> you as, the, as, the, as a client or as the customer. Um, it'll stay that like that whether Corona hits or Corona does not hit. It'll it'll keep you know at that fixed rate. So the the cons about that is that so if you are now let's say we're paying at fifteen percent um, with your car payment, and coronavirus hits and the Reserve Bank they decide to lower the interest rate. So it's been at its lowest since nineteen seventy three. I mean now the prime prime rate is at two point seven point two five percent. So now you won't be saving any money because you you are fixed at that at that fifteen percent. So because now that the interest rates are are lower, you'll still be paying that fifteen percent. Whereas with the variable one, um, <clears throat> so if let's say after the corona everything is fine and now everything the interest rates or the repo rate decides to increase, so that you'll now be paying more, you know, for that car. So it depends on situations. If you know that you know things are going to be much better in terms of the interest rate will decrease. It's better going with the variable interest. But if you know that, you know, situations are, or the market is probably going to, you know, do an upturn and things are going to go quite bad, rather go for a fix. And you know that you are basically putting the risk with the insurer or with the finance company. Yeah. Do they give you a choice between these or some dealerships or banks rather? It's, it's, it's pretty much chosen for you. You know, most of the time, it's 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 based on your credit score, right? So if you've got a good credit score, they you are able to basically you know ask for a certain interest rate um, in terms of uh, a fixed or variable. But most of the time, I can say eighty to ninety percent of the time, most you know finance companies or yeah finance companies or finance providers, they actually you know go the the variable interest rate out. Because by them doing so, they're putting the risk on you as their customer and not on them. So they know that they also make their money irrespective of whether the Reserve Bank increases their rates or decreases their rates. Yeah. Pratamza, we are unfortunately out of time. But just quickly, um, what is a balloon payment? So a balloon payment. So that's an interesting one. So you see people driving very flashy cars, right? Yeah, and they are earning not that much. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so the trick is that the, the secret or how can I put it? Yeah, the secret is the balloon payment. So what people tend to do is that they'll, let's say, opt for the GTI. The GTI costs 200000 right? So without the balloon payment, the, in, the, the repayment rate or the installment is let's say 9,000 Rand on that GTI. And now what 
com- what um, finance companies have done is that, all right, so they say, Junior, it's fine. You can still um, drive this, this GTI. What we'll do is that we'll put a 30% balloon payment on this, on this GTI. So the 30%, what they do is they subtract the 30% from the, the purchase price of that car, right? Yes. And they take that 30%, which you'll pay at the end of the term as a lump sum. So, which means is that Juna is able to afford that GTI at the present time, where let's say you probably now will be paying, as opposed to 9,000, you are paying probably 6,000 Rand, which is, you know, quite maybe affordable for you. But -hmm. now the trick is, you know, to actually compensate for that balloon payment in, you know, at the end of the term, because when you finish, then that 30% is still, still needs to be paid. So what then companies do is that you find someone, let's say driving or financing a car for like seven years, uh, as opposed to five years. So at the five year end period, the bank will say, right, Junior, here's the 30% um, that you still need to pay, probably 60,000 Rand or 70,000 Rand that you need to pay upfront. And Junior has not made provisions for that 70,000 Rand. So what they'll do is that they'll refinance that 70,000 Rand where you'll pay that 70,000 Rand over a period of two, three years then. Mm. All right. Unfortunately, we are out of time. We definitely have to have a part two because you've literally just opened a can of worms and I've like a lot of questions, you know? Anything from your side, Pratamza, before we leave? Um, so, you know, so as we say all the time, do your research, do your research, do your homework. Um, don't just, you know, see those flash of wheels and, you know, go to the dealership because chances are that salesman will make you, you know, uh, qualify for that uh, with a balloon payment of 30 or 40 percent um but you know just look at your affordability if you can't afford the car go for it if you can't lay low and your time will come cool thank you so much and and one more thing guys please check us check us out on instagram we are on instagram uncensored underscore the truth about money feel free to drop a comment feel free to um suggest topics or whatever questions that you have um pratamza will definitely be more than happy to help you out pratamza thank you so much until we meet again